drink a little uh, little birch beer. Mm. Much, much better than root beer. The, oh my god! Yeah, I, I, I'm drinking a, uh, I'm drinking a mandarin orange seltzer water. Nice. Seltzer water. It's like soda, but worse. <laughs> no, we become fans of the seltzer. Uh, yeah, as, us as too. Recently. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I just saw this in the supermarket today. So we're recording right now, Chip. So we might as well give a plug. Pennsylvania Dutch caffeine-free birch beer. They use real birch. I'm, I'm guessing from a yeah, tree, they, just rip mm, it right off, like kind of right. like, and it's delicious. Yep. It is. Uh, we always get it at my favorite uh, New Jersey pizzeria, Vic's Pizza in Bradley Beach, New Jersey. Okay, all right, yeah. I like it. Um, Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm what? gonna. I'm not gonna be too vain. Uh, can you give me a second? You got it, kid. Guys, this is the latest edition of Junk Miles podcast coming at you live from parts of Philadelphia. Chip is in a certain part of Philadelphia we like to call South Philly. I'm in a part of Philadelphia we like to call a suburb, right? I'm a mile outside of Philly, but I still consider myself Philadelphia. Um, Chip and I, uh, I guess the last podcast we did is a little while ago. We had the very yeah, who funny- are you talking to? I'm not talking to our audience. Oh, so we're we're li- we're actually recording. Yeah, like we're I just, knew we were recording, but this yeah, is- but this is it. We're just going right in because some of the popular podcasts they do what I guess you would call like a soft intro, where right. it feels like you're just kind of like listening in on them doing prep. I like that. Yeah, and then all of a sudden one says like fakingly, "Oh, we're recording." You're like, "Yeah, we've been recording." Yeah, and then yeah. So luckily, you and I have been behaving. We are haven't- we are we going on the Facebooks or are we not? No, we're just okay. going to do this straight oh, up. Okay, well, this is kind of good uh, because I was a little nervous. I'm taking a step. I'm joining your ranks, Jeff, right now, and wicka, I don't want to be uh, too vain, <laughs> but here we go. I need my cheaters. And I oh, think my very, God. I think yeah. we have very similar ones. These are Ray-Bans. And, uh, nice. Yeah. So, they look good. Well, you know, smart, if you will. So you have real readers with real lenses, so there's no glare on them. What I have, Chip, these are $19.95 readers I get at Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay. I get a couple pairs. I do have an actual pair of readers, but I rolled over them with my, like, you know, like, nice ones rolled over yep. them with my office chair. So they're, I sure. don't feel like spending another hundred bucks. Here's the weird thing about mine. I generally don't keep them on the floor. Oh, well, yeah. normally when I'm done, I'm just so mad. I have to wear them. I just throw them on the ground. Yeah. Well, I I've been, I, the one thing that I do is I've been whipping them off a lot in, in a, like in a very, uh, dramatic way. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, Kim will be like, you know, Oh, I, I think, I think we're going to get pizza tonight. I'm like, we're getting pizza, you know, like Fun. that, like yeah, the, yeah. the old whip off. Like it's like, I feel like I'm working for Michigan control in the sixties. And you're, and you're doing it probably at like even the most non-crucial time, right? It's just fun to do it at any time. Oh yeah. You just whip it off. Like you really mean to like, give me a very, just say something very mundane about your day or about just anything that's going on. And I'll, I know yeah. that I know we're not recording. Well, we are recording video technically, but it's, this will just be audio, but people at home, I think they can visualize this. So go ahead, Jeff. Sure. Um, a, I, I refilled my, um, my toilet paper roll today. Well, you refilled your toilet paper roll. Do you see that? Do you see yeah, that I did. Came, yeah. came, you know, what? we're going to post this video. Okay. Um, to our site so people can see basically you with the new look, you doing your your prop work. Would you say this is prop work in comedy or? Yeah, space work. Yeah. Space work. Yeah. Oh, come here. Uh, if we're going to put this on uh, yeah. on camera, somebody actually just. Oh, my I, God. I, I think he literally heard that we were going to be on camera and literally burst into the room. 
So say hello to the world, Franklin. Oh, Franklin, the Tanklin. How you doing, buddy? Franklin, say hi. Say hi to Uncle Oh, Jeff. what's up, pal? Say hello. He's doing good, huh? He looks a little tired. Yeah, he's had a big day of just hanging out and doing nothing. <laughs> Franklin, you're you're not on camera. Here we go. Look. So, so hey, buddy. Jeff can see it. Wave. You are hello. a full-fledged Muppet. Look at you. You are really the furry, furry good boy. Furry really good boy. Furry good boy. Since we're talking about dogs, we just got Shelby a Thundercoat. Oh, that how's yeah. that going so far? We just got it for today. She, uh, Star and Shelby both just scared to death of fireworks, thunder, yeah. any large boom. And I think July is the time for fireworks pretty much every night. Um, yeah. Thunder probably every other night. So Star, she just hides in a corner and then Shelby stands in front of her just barking like a maniac, like someone help Star. Someone oh man yeah yeah. So, yeah oh that's a shame so we're gonna thunder coat them up we give them like a little doggy be good pills they're like hemp based okay. calm, calm down pills they kind of work yeah we don't know do but, you ha- have you tried them you know what i'm allergic to hemp if i go near hemp i start itching like a madman is that right is that why you don't hacky sack that's true <laughs> your ankles just swell up yes it's, yeah and it makes me sad because I really like to listen to Rusted Root and Fish, but I can't. <laughs> I, I get you, buddy. I get you. Yeah. Mm, Kip, basically, we're going to be kicking it old school a little bit tonight. We'll be talking about running. Yeah, we like, are. Like we used to do. And then we're going to talk about ultimate disc sports. I don't want yeah. to say Frisbee because I think ultimate, they really don't like to use the word Frisbee. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the bizarre thing that we really can't uh, use that word. Uh, I think they, they prefer disc because I think Frisbee is the brand. Brand, right. So right. how about this? We will ping ourselves in post every time one of us says the word Frisbee. So from now on, we're gonna, we are going to have a very special guest on who has something to do with Philadelphia-based Ultimate. Very excited about that. Um, and we'll be talking to her in a bit. But uh, coming up, let's talk running first, Chip. Okay. okay. Have, you been, uh, have you been practicing running? Uh, I've been perfecting it, actually. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I was, and then it got really hot, and uh, I, I wasn't feeling well last week, so I so I took a couple of days off. It's been, uh, but I I did start getting back to it. Uh, Kim's gotten back into it too. We're yes. we're start, we are pumping up for the Philly 10K. So Whoa. we're gonna 4K before that, and then we're gonna do the 10K. Well, the the 10K is Philadelphia runner in August. They do the best uh, 10K race in Philly going through parts of Philadelphia. Other races do not, which is fun. Mm -hmm. But before that, we want to invite you to the Phoenix 4K. Let's get right into it, Chip. Philadelphia Phoenix 4K. Philadelphia Phoenix 4K for Phil Abundance, the most alliterative title to any run going right now. Mm -hmm. If you want to participate in a fun run, watch an incredible sporting event, which is ultimate, and then donate to a terrific charity. You can do it all in one stop chip. You go to the uh, website. We will be posting along with this podcast. You can just type in Philadelphia Phoenix uh, on your web browser. And we have the inaugural 4K for 35 bucks. You get a ticket to the game, an amazing game, Philadelphia Phoenix versus the Atlanta Hustle. You get a awesome race T-shirt made with that special wicking race material, which mm-hmm. is a very nice shirt. And also part of the ticket, I believe a third goes to Phil Abundance, the number one um, organization feeding those who need help with food in the Philadelphia area. As you may know, as Chip knows, I know, 
we uh, partnered with Phil Abundance with the Fraud Street Run. We raised over $65,000 with them, and we're hoping to raise a little bit more money. So, Chip, this run, we have it as a 4K, which you yes. run around the sports complex where the Philadelphia Phoenix play, and it's just like a loop. I think we'd run around 10 times. If you want to come, and I think your kids would love to do this, you have tweens, teens, they want to run around the track at the Philadelphia Phoenix uh, Sports Complex, mm-hmm. sign up and do this. Be totally fun. We say do a 4K, which is like 2.5. You could do one lap. Yeah, do a lap. Cheat. We don't Cheat. care. There's no rules. The fun part about this is run around once, twice. Chip and I, because we are very serious runners, we will be running around the track the complete 4k we'll also be recording a podcast while we do it so if you want to jump in be our co-host run with us like i said just run one or two laps do it you get a t-shirt you get to hang out at the game and it's totally a fun game right chip oh it's it's a great game you and i went to the season opener this Mm -hmm. this year uh i was expecting to have an okay time i figure i'm gonna see my friend jeff for the first time in many months Mm -hmm. sit outside it was a beautiful night at the very least and that hey I think it was 14 bucks or whatever. That's fine. Uh, the game was enthralling. It was so much fun. It was their uh, announcer, Shaggy, I believe. Is Shaggy, name. great guy. Uh, really kept it moving. Uh, it, they, they won, first of all. They, they're, they're a great team. It was such a fun night. And I'm not somebody, I'm not a big sports fan. Like, I will go to a live sporting. I will go to a Phillies game. I will go to an Eagles game. But I, it's not something that I look forward to. Like, I look forward to going to these games so and and just think about what you are getting i mean you're giving to charity but you get what you give as i believe the new radicals yes you it's 35 dollars for a friday night friday night of entertainment 35 dollars you're getting the chance to participate in a fun run Mm -hmm. a ticket to a ultimate game Mm -hmm. a professional sports game you're getting a race Mm t-shirt and you're able to say that you're going to, you're donating to fill abundance Four things for 35 bucks. You can't beat it No. And tip another thing I love about the Philadelphia Phoenix game. They have a DJ and the DJ along with the announcer Shaggy together, they do a great job of just keeping everything kind of moving and grooving. And he is so good at, you know, when you go to like a Sixers game, they just do sound drops and all that at the right moment. This DJ is so great at that. And there's a really fun kind of like a um, minor league baseball atmosphere to the game yep. where everybody's having fun. We have our buddy Johnny Goodtimes, who I believe is the czar of fun he is. for Philadelphia Phoenix. He has a lot of fun stuff. There's um, for the little kids, I believe at halftime of the game, there's a little like 50 yard dash, which yep. is totally fun. Yeah. You can uh, root on your favorite little kid. Boo the little kids you don't like. Yeah. You don't no, have to root for them all. No, no. There are some stinkers in that in that pack. Uh, and, and then they, they usually they have food. A lot of times there's food trucks there. They'll have some beer Beer. I knocked back a couple of beer chip, a summer night, having a couple beers, very affordable beers, delicious craft beers. I think I had two pretzels. Yeah. Soft pretzels, some beers, hanging out with my buddies, watching a great game. And by the end, we were so enwrapped with the game. We were just banging on the bleachers, yeah. standing up, screaming. Ultimate is such a fun game to watch. These guys run so far during this game. I think they said like, like miles upon miles between five and 15 miles for some of these guys. And they all basically just throw that damn disc as far as they can. They get three of the fastest dudes and just run 
50 yards and then dive in the end zone trying to catch it. And it's so fun to watch. It, it really is a fun game. It's it's a pretty easy game to follow, too. A lot of people don't know the rules. They don't know the play. You pick it up within five minutes. You'll figure it out. And Chip and I barely paying attention picked it up mm-hmm. within 10 minutes, I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe I don't want to make promises, but I believe there's parking down there, too. So if you're not coming yeah. from Center City, there is a parking lot, I believe. So and it's right by the sports complexes, but you're probably not going to get it wrapped up in any traffic. of the. No, you're complexes. not. You, you can you're totally. You block. Yeah, you're on the other side of that nonsense. You can Packer see. Avenue, yeah. yeah, you can see the Philadelphia Stadium and there will be a Phillies game that night. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the Phillies usually lose. The yep. Phoenix usually win. So come to see the Phoenix game. Yeah, way less expensive, a lot more fun, and you're donating to a good cause. By the way, um, we're donating to Phil, Phil Abundance again, which is a great cause. Mm-hmm. I think much better than a lot of causes out there. Chip, what are you saying? I did a little investigation. Oh, no. And, you know, there's some great causes out there. Like, I'm not saying only donate to Phil Abundance. You have Paul's. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you have uh, different animal welfare groups. You have... You, you know, the, the Red Cross, you have the Lions Club, you have all, all of these different. The Thank United you. Way. It's a great club I run. Right. Keep going. Yep. Jeff Lyon, yeah, the L-Y-O-N <laughs> club. So there are these great organizations. There are some really terrible organizations that I think what? really scam people. Yeah. And if you don't mind, uh, I, I did a little bit of research, a little web sleuthing. I actually found the some of the, the worst uh, charities out there that, that I I. I never recommend not giving to charity. I just don't think these charities are worthwhile. I think this would be a great public service, Chip. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. So the first one that I don't, I do not recommend donating to. I say donate to come to the Phoenix 4K. Donate to them. Don't donate to these people. The first group, terrible organization, Doctors Without Boundaries. Uh oh. Okay. So you know Doctors Without Borders, right? Mm-hmm. They go to different countries. They help underprivileged people. That's a great charity. Doctors Without Boundaries is just doctors who are socially inappropriate. They they, they ask good. you questions. like They're like a doctor, and they'll be like examining it. They're like, so how much did you pay for your house? And you're like, oh, that's not yeah. really it. That's not a, how much do you make at your job? And you're like, that's not yeah. – that's kind of the boundaries are there. You know, just All right. yeah, not, Put them not on appropriate. Off the, yeah, off the list of uh, pre- preferred um, charities. Yeah. Okay, well, the next one, you know how um, like the NFL has a number of great charities, uh, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, the NBA, they have a lot of charities. This is uh, UFC's Middle School Intervention Initiative. So what that is, is they're trying to be like the other major sports programs, UFC, obviously the Ultimate Fighting Challenge. Uh, what they do is they set up, they set them up with like a, a kid who is being bullied in middle school and they send one of their mixed martial art fighters to the middle school just to pull that bully out of class and just kick the hell out of him <laughs> in front of everybody. Mm. And you know again, what? it's the vengeance is good, but it's, it, mm. it, it's, it's a little, it's what I like to call less than legal. Okay. I'm 50, 50 on this one, chip. Let me get back to you whether we should support that or not. Okay. I kind of okay. like it. Okay. Uh, the next one is uh, Billy Joel's disease research. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Like, you know, Lou Gehrig's disease, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, is Billy Joel's disease. It's a, it's a condition that actually affects like 20,000 people a year. I don't know if you, if you know that. It's a condition, and like some of your families may affect it. It's a condition where like somebody's working so hard, they get a heart attack. Ack, 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 ack. Any other ones, Chip? Any yeah, other the, charities? There are other charities maybe? that are really bad, too. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, another one that I do not recommend giving to is uh, Planned Parenthood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and did, did you, you heard what I said, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. And, and I did. And I, I want to make, I, I want to make very certain what I said. I did not say Planned Parenthood. Oh, I, okay. 
I said bland parenthood. Oh, bland. B, B, B. Yeah, bland parenthood. It's an organization that that it it teaches parents to be very boring in their parenting skills. And it's just, you just raise a bunch of just, you know, kids that are just a bunch of dopes that aren't interesting or cultured at all. So if you were afraid, like you have creative parents, creative kids, there's a lot going on. If you just wanted to make sure to tamper all that so the yep. kids don't become too sassy. Right. Bland, bland parenthood. Bland is, parenthood. Okay. Yeah. It's just, they, they, they just teach them how to be really, really boring. It's yeah. Just, I, I don't, I don't think I like that chip. No. Yeah. Um, this one is just, <laughs> I just think is, is outdated. It's behind the times you tell me, Jeff, but this is not a good one. Uh, this one is Presbyterian mother's initiative to decolorize the wizard of Oz. So it's the P-M-I-D-W-O, mm-hmm. the, the Presbyterian Mother's <laughs> Initiative to decolorize the Wizard of Oz. They they apparently think the colorization part, when they get to Oz, it's too bawdy and suggestive. Uh, and they want to return it, the whole thing to black and white. The, I don't think they're wrong, Chip. Okay. I, yeah. I, hey, hey I, these, are, these are the ones that I think are. Yeah, yeah. So we don't may, agree on everything. Right. No, no. You okay. know, you know, I'm a little more conservative in not, right. not, you know, just in some of my ways as a parent. Sometimes when things there's too much color, there's too much going on, it uh, it can implant really bad thoughts in the kids' heads. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the next one that I don't think is worthwhile is the Wounded Wario Project. Wait, the Wounded what project? Uh, the Wounded Wario Project. So, Wario. Uh, oh, explain. Yeah, so, so, so not the Wounded Warrior Project, that, right? Which is a great cause. Veterans. Great cause. Highly recommend. Right. I donate to that. Um, this is the Wounded Wario project. Wario, as you probably know, is one of the main antagonists in Nintendo's the Mario game series. Yes. Uh, well, apparently he's hurt himself and he's got a lot of hospital bills. Oh, <laughs> but the thing with Wario is you really can't trust him. So, no. Is this really legit? It's best he, you don't donate just to be on the safe side. He could be faking it. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I'll stay away from the Wounded Wario Project. Yeah, a couple more. Uh, yeah, sure. This one is the uh, the Committee to Make Wisconsin a State. Ooh. Okay, so they are just a grassroots organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, they meet a new number of times a year, and they're really a lobbying organization where they really put pressure on Congress to make uh, the territory of Wisconsin an actual state. We have enough states, Chip, I think. Well, here's, just, the, yeah. but here's the only problem, Jeff. Yeah. Wisconsin became a state in 1848 what they haven't gotten the word yeah they didn't know oh my god so we try to tell them we're like look wisconsin's been a state since before the civil war and they're like we don't believe that hype we want to make it a state and we're like it's a state look at any map and they, right. they, yeah, they, don't, they don't they don't trust the big wigs in dc they nope. think they're just like giving them some sort of hogwash to they just think- placate them which is actually interesting because hogwash is mm. actually a wisconsin state animal <laughs> it's actually hogwash so just a few more we got three yep, more charities sure. here that are not good this one i don't think is appropriate maybe it does i don't know maybe it does good things uh the smoke pudge society the smoke what smoke pudge society i've no idea what that is chip okay it's an organization that provides cigarettes to obese children to help them lose weight so you have a child who's you know he's a he's a he's a you know, a kid, he's, he's, he's not a very active kid. He's, you know, doesn't eat well. He's very overweight. They, they will give him cartons of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. He starts smoking. Lose the pounds. All right. Again, 
It's it's what I like to call the ends and the means. Yeah, yeah. We understand their good intentions, but maybe the delivery method is a little off. Is a little different. I think there could be other ways they could could deal with that issue. Yeah, so let's put them on the list of charities, the no-go charity list. Yes, yes. Uh, And then, uh, so two more. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the next one that I don't think is a worthy charity is uh, Ben Affleck. (laughs) The actor. So yeah, it's he's not organizing this. I'm not blaming him, but there's an organization of people who want you to donate money to the actor Ben Affleck. Like you just you just give him money and it just they take the money, they Venmo him directly. And wow. it's like, he's a movie star. He doesn't need the money. Yeah, they don't know that probably, right? That he doesn't need the money. I I get I don't know. I don't know why you would donate. I don't dislike Ben Affleck. He's no. not my favorite actor in the world. <laughs> but uh I I don't feel the need to give him money. I feel like he's He's got millions in the bank, I'd assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much right. more than I do. Mm-hmm. Much more than you and me combined. I would think so. Yep. That's uh, Shelby. I don't know if you can hear my dogs. Oh, but there she is. There they yeah. go. They're in the backyard now. Thunder shirt. And, um, I'm going to put it on them soon. Yeah. Uh, and finally, this one. And again, we might differ on this one. I don't think it's a worthy cause. Uh, you know the Shriners Children's Hospital, correct? I certainly do. Correct. Okay. Again, great charity. No qualms with that one. Mm-hmm. They also have another one, the Shriners. This is the Shriners Hospital for Adults Only. No kids allowed. <laughs> and it's like a, it's kind of like a sexy hospital, you know, oh, where it's like boy. there's a lot of, you know, a lot of swinging going on. There's a, a bowl of, for the keys right at the front door. Exactly. You know, you put you put the keys in upon admission. And let's just say when you pull that curtain back, we don't yeah. know what's going on behind that curtain. And uh, are these is this affiliated with the Shriners in any sort of way? It is. Oh, no, oh. it's the same group. Yeah. The, the guys with the hats that drive the little cars. Yeah. Yeah, they have that wonderful children's hospital, but then they right. it's kind of like it's kind of like their late night kind of, you know, Skinamax version of of hospital hospitalization. I guess you could be able to support the 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 children part and maybe if that's not your cup of tea, not support the the late night. Right. 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 Yeah. Chip, again, the research you do, the way you help people figure out how they can donate their money to the best causes. So right now, Chip, I would say mostly give your money to organizations like Phil Abundance, partake in races and events that give money to good causes, like yeah. maybe the Phoenix 4K. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and or, you know, Hey, if you want to de- donate to the Phoenix Foundation, mm-hmm. which is the organization from the TV show MacGyver, I, thought, oh. I, be- I believe funded him and all of his... Ballyhoo. They did good work. Mm-hmm. MacGyver did good work. Yep. There's actually, do, do you remember the show MacGyver? Did you know the Phoenix Foundation? No, I, I, I always get MacGyver kind of mixed up with Airwolf. Yeah. They're very, different, right? Very, the one's got a <laughs> helicopter. The other one doesn't. My brother used to watch MacGyver. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There is a band called the Phoenix Foundation who I'm going to believe, I believe they're from New Zealand. That's what I'm going to guess. They did some soundtrack work for some of the early Taika Waititi movies. Oh, well, there you go. Do you know people are moving now, trying to move to New Zealand? The New Zealand housing housing market is insane right now, you know, because of like COVID. Yeah. People were like, where's the safest place on the planet? And, you know, New Zealand had like maybe one case. They just really locked it down. Yeah. So all these uh, rich people like started just buying houses, like a woman in New Zealand, like bought four houses. She lived there and sold them. And now she's like, you know, multimillionaire. So our dream of, you know, retiring there probably won't happen, Chip. Which is a shame. I, I, I've become a big Taika Waititi fan. Right. How many of his films you've seen. And 
every time I see one of his movies, I was like, this is exactly where I need to move and stay for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, Kelly and I wanted to move to one of the like shires, the, the communities they built that um, basically are spot on representations of where the hobbits live. There's little hobbit houses. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to retire to, to a, sh- a shire and yeah. live in a very tiny little house. So that would be fun. I, I mean, I, I see no problem with it. Chip, uh, we've talked about uh, charities. We're going to be talking more Phoenix 4K very soon in about 10 minutes. Um, Your training for the big run, the 4K. I just want to mention uh, two things. Coming up, I've... uh, I am. I ran a 50k in yes, June. I, I want to hear about this. I don't think no. we talked about this, right? No, you, we haven't. I, I, I'm going to give you a brief rundown, and I'll be running another 50k in October. I saw and, you just signed up for that. And this is going to be great because we're going to raise money for Trails for Tails. That's the Trail Race 50k. Net proceeds go to benefit. It's a rough life rescue in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. They do great work. They're like a foster rescue initiative that helps good boys and girls find homes. So that's in um, Washington State Park in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. It'll be 50 miles going across state lines. Wow. So that'll be fun. And then the 50K I did in Delaware also cross state lines. Part of it was in Pennsylvania. Part of it was in Delaware. And I want to tell people out there, you know, Chip and I, this used to be a full on running podcast. We still like to talk about running this 50 K trail race. A trail race just means Chip. There are hills and there are inclines and there is what they call vert. And I believe there was, this is in no way anywhere comparable to like a West coast trail race where the vert is you know, 15,000 feet. Sure. This was, this was about 4,000 feet up and right. down. No, that's um, nothing, to, nothing to swing a dead cat at, as they say. It, it kicked my butt chip. It was the yeah. hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I've completed two 50 mile runs that were flat and this was much harder. It basically was, I would call it a very long hike. Wow. It was rainy. It was muddy. It was technical. So, you know, you basically are just climbing the whole time. And then when you go down, it's rooty and muddy and rocky. So you're, you're never really getting to like large swaths of flat where you can actually run, you know, there's some of that, but it was just like picture. I, I picture like army men on a hike going from like one area where you hang out in an army to another area where an army hangs out. Yeah. Wow. Now, do, uh, how many do you know how many people were in this race? I think there was a few hundred. I mean, there was a 25K, a 50K and an 8K. I think most people, obviously, you know, you do the 8K, yeah. then people did the 25K. And I think there's probably 150 maybe people who did the actual 50. Yeah. And, 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 the, so, and, so, and remind me, so that's what, 32 miles roughly? Yeah, 31 and change. And, and the funny thing is, you do two loops of 15 plus miles. So when you do your first loop of 15 plus miles, you can see your car. You can see where you could actually just stop getting your car and not complete the other 15. Uh, and I'm sure there are people who did that. And they, oh, yeah. that would mean they would com- they would have completed the 25. Yeah. So they complete the 25K. And, you know, that was the big joke when, I, when people were talking about at the beginning. They're just like, it's good the car's right there, but it's also very easy to just kind of, and people got injured. It was like, you see, if you ever watch trail races, 
Uh, one guy I ran with got clunked in the head. I, I'm pretty sure he had a major concussion. He was bleeding everywhere. Jeez. I ate it. I, I. Now, when you say he got clunked in the head, was there like a, I'm picturing sort of like a, uh, like a mo from the three students mm-hmm. with a big mallet in a tree. Yeah. Is that there? Oh yeah. These trail racers, Chip, there, there are things that's called like, uh, what are they called? Like, um, fun things yep. where like, there's like a, a giant, color run, yeah. right? Like a giant hand will slap you mm-hmm. like, you know, just come out of nowhere and slap you. That's kind or, of fun. Or like, like, like a, like a, uh, a, a boxing glove on yep. like a, on like an accordion a spring, kind of accordion thing, spring. Yep, spring yep. That, yeah. 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 And then there's people that's like throwing nets from trees. Mm-hmm. And they kind of try to get you that way. Yeah. But I just fell on a route and I was going downhill oh. and, uh, you know, blood everywhere. But but you're at a point where you're just so tired and beat up, like nothing faces you. Oh, yeah. You're just going and you're like, sure, bring it on. What a, what else? Did you become friendly with any of the other runners or do yes. were you solitary running? I normally, you know, I, I, I can go through a whole marathon from the two hours before to the hour after and not talk to another soul. And that's, that's usually, the way I am. Yeah, that's my MO. You put on your headphones, this, no headphones. And it's kind of like you need to talk to people because it's so long. Yeah. And any, you know, you most of this was single track. There was some double track. So you're talking to the person in front of you, talking to the person behind you, and you can tell whether or not the person wants to talk. Sure. Like I never really initiated anything, but so many people were just like, hey, you know, have you done one of these before? Or, and next thing you know, you're talking for 10 minutes and you peeled off a mile and you're like, well, that was cool. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. that definitely makes it easier. Yeah. So it was fun and I'm going to do another one and I'm, you know, hopefully raise some money for that. I'll, uh, I'll probably in our next couple of podcasts. Let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. Were there any, were there any pickpockets on this race? Cause here's <laughs> what I would do. Here's what I'm thinking. I, I want to hear it. I put in the work, I train, get ready for a 50 K trail run. And then also train myself to become a, a really skilled pickpocket. Mm-hmm. Befriend these people on the run. You say you're kind of dazed. You're kind of out. You know, you're just, you're not right. And then be like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm going to run past you. Yoink. There's your wallet and all Whoa. your money. You are the artful dodger of the trail running community, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, here's the, here's the only thing that might go against your uh, elaborate plan to rob people. Most people just. They don't have a wallet in their back pocket when they're running a when really? running a race. No, I always carry mine. I'm like, what if, what if somebody gets hurt and I need to use my Blockbuster card to get some dirt out of one of their wounds? <laughs> It'd be funny, like if you're just you just carry the things you normally carry. Like, hey, does that guy have a comb in his back pocket? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is does he have a does he have a slingshot and a frog that he's carrying with him? Does he have a piece of glass and some twine? How fun would it be? I know no podcast has talked about Dennis and Menace more than you have, no. you and I have over the past year. But how funny would it be if your new thing, post-pandemic, going out in the world, you always just had a big old slingshot and a bandana in your back pocket? I am not, I am not <laughs> ruling it out. By the way, remember when you asked me, what I do to wind down after a show. Like, and I haven't had to do this in you know months because you know this, this was only my fifth and sixth show back this past weekend. Is you do get that high where like it's the show's over, you get home, but you're that's why I do appreciate a long drive because it's like a two-hour, you know, drive home. So I can kind of unwind. But like if I have a show in the city, it's like it's hard to unwind. Last night, Jeff laid on the couch, turned yeah. on Peacock, they have the entire 
series of Dennis the Menace, and I watched a few few episodes of Dennis. We the did Menace we did it again. This is the sixth podcast in a row. We'll we talk some Jay North, <laughs> right? Jay No, yeah. Jano, we got to get him. I bet he, if, if he's alive, I bet it'd be he pretty is. easy to. I believe he is. Let's get him on a him. podcast. It'd be great. Let's it'd be, be great. the number one resource for uh, all things Dennis. When did Dennis the Menace air? 80 years ago? <laughs> yeah, it was, I believe it was 1959 to 62. I believe. Jesus. Yeah, we got to get in on uh, We got to get in on that because when people are typing in Dennis the Menace, Jay North, I'd like to see us come in maybe the top 10 search results. I would really hope so. I would really hope so. Actually, the the mother, Gloria Henry, the actress who played the Dennis's mm-hmm. mother, just passed away this spring. She was 98 years old. Wow. Yeah. And and she died because Dennis laid out like a prank type trap that killed her. <laughs> yes, he left his uh bas- his uh his basketball on the kitchen floor and she tripped over it. Oh, and there was a roller skate like two feet yep. in front of it. And she just, oh, yeah, there was a big misunderstanding, too, with Mr. Wilson. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, we're getting. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. This is actually I want to talk a little bit more. Uh, yeah, let's do it right now. Uh, Mr. Wilson, the actor who played him, uh, not Gail Gordon. Gail Gordon was the second one. Joseph Kearns, I believe, just just out and out died. Uh, in the middle of one of the seasons. And they would do like 35 episodes. In a oh, yeah, back, back then, sure, pump them out. And so there's some very interesting episodes that they had to do where they just tried to bring in like a B, B-level character who'd be like Mr. Quigley, who owned the market that you'd see once every 10 episodes. All of a sudden, there's an episode totally about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's going to be the next one. And they're like, he doesn't cut it. And then they would try all these different people. And then finally, they got Gail Gordon to come in to be Mr. Wilson's brother. I wish they did what they did in those, like I believe it was the, the horror movies, the real budget ones where like the guy who played Dracula, let's say it was Bela Lugosi died. So then they finished the film with an actor kind of looks like it, but he just puts his hand yep. over his face like this for every scene. Yes. And he's like, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe in the, in the one, he, the guy's like a foot shorter and they didn't yep. even like care. They're just try. like, here, what are you, what are you doing here? I'm a, I'm a grip. I'm a key grip here. Put this. Get out there. Can you say blah, blah? Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. I got it. Yeah. What if they did that with Mr. Wilson? (laughs) Like he he just held up a newspaper like Dennis. Or they just or they just worked into the script that he's now a vampire. (laughs) That'd be good. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, you know what? If they're going to if they ever want to reboot it, you have some connections in Hollywood. You and I, Dennis the Menace, 2022. Yeah. Where I don't want to say it gets dark. But let's just say it. Uh, Dennis it, is still a very problematic child. Let's just say it's gr- it gets a little gritty. It gets a little gritty. I love it. I love there it very are, much. Speaking of horror films, there are two. It's my favorite genre of anything. A very specific genre that I'm going to bring up. There are, and I believe there are two separate episodes where in the Dennis the Menace uh, mm-hmm. universe in in the TV show <laughs> where they have to go to an old haunted house at night for some reason. Right. Like like the one they had a carrier pigeon that they like tied a message to and it was a very valuable message. So they had to find this pigeon, but the pigeons roost in this old abandoned house that's like sure. apparently haunted. And then some uh, frater- uh, fraternity brothers for this prank were also like hazing their pledges in there. And then they got got them mixed up and they were in a haunted house. There is nothing that gets me going more than a good haunted house movie from the 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah, totally. It's uh, and there's so many of them. Right. And it's always like kids 
we're not supposed to go in there. No yep. one goes in there, but, and it's like a new kid who's like, why don't we go in there? Next thing you know. All right, Chip, enough of our Dennis to Menace talk. We yep. are about to have a very special guest. Very excited. Hi, can you hear me? I certainly can, Christina. Thank you for joining us. How are you, Chip? How are you? Thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Thanks. Thanks you for having me. So are this just being recorded by like voice or are we going to be on camera too? If you want to be on camera, that's fine. Chip and I are on camera. If it's easier for you to look at our our mugs while we talk. But if you don't want to, that's quite all right. Yeah, because we oh, do. No, have- are you going to like broadcast it to people? With no, we're, we're just going to we're going to do an audio. Oh, perfect. Do you know why? Because I totally forgot and I started dyeing my hair. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I was like, how am I going to fix this? So I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to put it in a Phoenix cap. <laughs> that is a great promotion though, right there. So that's, yeah, I think, I think it works out perfectly. <laughs> Let me first tell the audience right here. We've been teasing a very special guest and right now, Junk Mile fans, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Christina Lee Chung. She's president and managing partner of the Philadelphia Phoenix. Uh, You're also a doctor, I believe, with a dermatology practice, if I'm correct. Yes, I am. That is awesome. So you are what they call in the world a very busy human. Uh, Yes, I'm also a mother to two young children. Oh, my God. How young? Uh, They're seven and 11. Oh, that's good. That's that's kind of manageable, right? Better than like three and five. Yeah. If you said four and two, I'm like, you shouldn't even be on a podcast, right? Yeah, we would ask you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> or I should be on a podcast. That's that's the only thing they're going to listen to when they get older. That's true. Yes. That is a great thing too. Now that people are on podcasts and do things, kids 10 years from now, they'd be like, how dumb were my parents back then? Oh, let me go download an episode mm-hmm. and, and hear how silly they were. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like that availability. So always, like Chip and I, when we're on podcasts, we try to keep it as serious as possible because we know our kids, our pets, one day will listen to us. I can tell. Yeah, and they can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you guys take everything very seriously. Oh, we Absolutely. certainly do. My, my dog will be, uh, he'll be reveling uh, listening to this in, in the near future. So, <laughs> Christina, we spent a good part of the, uh, we've, we've been talking, uh, doing a show for about 20 minutes now, and we were plugging the most alliterative event in Philadelphia history, of course, the Philadelphia Phoenix 4K for Phil, <laughs> Phil Abundance. I can barely, Chip, you did you say it, Chip. I, I couldn't get through it? The Philadelphia Phoenix English 4K and grammar nerds. for Phil Abundance. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. So uh, not only do you have the most alliterative event going, but it sounds like the most fun. And we were just telling people, like, for $35, you're going to get to see an amazing sporting event. You're going to get a t-shirt. You're going to get to donate to charity and you're going to get to just run around the stadium that the Philadelphia Phoenix players will be slinging this that same night. You get to run around the stadium and Chip and I were saying, listen, we're, we're, we're calling it a 4k. If you have your young kid who's 11 and he just wants to run around once or twice, get him out there. There's no rules. We do not keep score. We do not keep score at all. <laughs> we're not keeping score. We're no. not even keeping nothing is let's nothing's say nothing's timed. E- nothing's yeah. illegal about the run or yeah. legal. Mm-hmm. If you want to like run and I don't know, start throwing Frisbees around to the other side of the track while you're running. How about it? We're not stopping you. We're not, we're not stopping, stopping you. you. Yeah. Sound good. Christina, is this all? Sounds perfect. We're giving away 500 ring flyers. So if the people who are oh, running yes. on the track want to grab them and start randomly throwing them. At that's a great idea. The stadium, I mean, that's another thing they can do as well. I love it. Uh, so uh, Christina, I, I don't know if you have it like right in front of you, or I'm sure your uh, what your day-to-day is, but is there anything else that people could be looking forward to this Friday besides the run 
besides the great game. So, by the way, Jeff and I were at the home opener. We had such a great time. Uh, it was a beautiful night, and, and it was so much fun. Uh, is, do you know of anything else that's going on that night or, or what they can look forward to? Oh, yeah, uh, this is going to be a bang-up event. I'm glad you asked me that, Chip. Um, we're super excited. Uh, we have partnered with the app Slice um, to uh, bring you kind of like a pizza party bonanza uh, uh, at the stadium. So okay, I think you can stop talking right there. I think we got that. Uh, you can <laughs> pizza, par pizza right, party pizza. bonanza. I mean, right, pizza party bonanza. That's all you need to say. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't need anything free else. Pizza, right. Yeah. So, I mean, this what is, else? This is incredible. This is incredible. Stop. No one even needs ultimate or like the number one ranked uh, team. I mean, we'll let you, we'll let you talk. We'll let you talk it out. But I mean, I, if, if you're, if you're not, if you're not sold on Pizza Party Bonanza, I, I don't know what, what your problem is. Chip, I, gotta, I have one question. Wasn't Pizza Party Bonanza the title of your fifth comedy album? Yes, it was. Yeah, back in 1987. <laughs> nice. Nice. So you definitely need to come and enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, the, so the app Slice, so you've, you, you, you've partnered mm -hmm. with them. Uh, mm -hmm. So that, that sounds like so, so much fun. So, and so, so if I'm coming, I want pizza. I want to see, a, see an ultimate game. H how am I going to interact with this? How am I going to get the pizza? What's, what's the deal here? So the deal is the first 150 fans that come in and show the downloaded app on your phone get to come to the oh. where the slice representatives will be and you can pick up your free piece of pizza. We will also be having a pizza vendor and a pizza truck there as well in case one slice of pizza is not enough for folks. Um, and then we will have our ring flyers, 500 of them, the first 500 uh, fans will get those and they are decorated with little you know, Phoenix heads and pieces of pizza and we can zing them around as long as they're not going onto the field during the game. Mm -hmm. Super fun. The stadium, the stands are gigantic. So I can't imagine what 500 zingy things are going to look like in the stadium, but that's yep. going to be fun. And you also have delicious beer at your games. Yes, we will have delicious beer from Second District Brewery. So um, they're kind of a mainstay. They've got some um, fantastic things. They bring some things um, uh, on tap and they also bring some cans. So there'll be a little bevy of things. And I believe that we're also having um, some ice cream because what's better with pizza than uh, with pizza and beer than ice cream? Yeah, that is a perfect Friday night. And Chip and I were saying like the best part about going down to a game in South Philly at your stadium is, you know, you can see all the other stadiums, see Philadelphia, Phillies, ballpark, PNC, whatever it's called. Um, it's just a beautiful night. Parking's easy. You're not involved in that traffic. Um, you're the, the mood you guys set at the stadium is so fun. Uh, your announcer Shaggy and the DJ together just creates such a fun environment. It's, you know, for like, you could see the young kids just constantly like moving and grooving around. There are lots of like teens and tweens, you know, who play ultimate, you know, in their middle school and high school who were there. It's just a very fun, like controlled kinetic energy that you, you see it like, you know, minor league baseball game or like at a Sixers game. Totally fun. Yeah, thanks. We we aim to kind of please, especially for the families. Um, we kind of debuted something called The Nest this year, which is um, a, a location where the kids can hang out. We had a tucked behind the stands um, and we realized that that might not be the best place for it. And so we've decided to go by way of some of the other teams and actually put it on the track 
Oh, the end zone. So nice. We might be um, we might be playing with a little fire there because <laughs> be some can jam and some big giant beach balls and all sorts of crazy activities for kids of all ages. And I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that we have no errant um, beach balls or uh, yes. Or what about one of your star players is just ran 50 yards. He's laying out for a catch that's going to win the game. Next thing you know, he goes long. He's on top of the beach ball. Yep. Right? Or inside the can jam. Inside yeah. the can would be fantastic. Yeah. You know what would happen there? It would go viral, <laughs> go on YouTube, million plus hits. Next thing we know, Philadelphia Phoenix games are sold out, right? But then yeah. you guys have to promise that will happen again at the next game. <laughs> You just I think, stage it. I think you can twist some arms. Yes. Uh, Shaggy and Johnny could probably twist some arms for some good entertainment. Jo- that would yes. be right By up Johnny. Way. Johnny's right up his alley. Johnny trying to recreate something like that. Right. It, it, know, it, Johnny really has met his match in Shaggy. Um, I oh, have yeah. to say, I knew them both independently for a while. And I thought to myself, what happens when you put Johnny and Shaggy in an event together? Yeah. That's awesome. And speaking of, speaking of which, uh, I've known Johnny good times for, I, I hate to say it's almost 20 years. Uh, so you have, this year you've brought on uh, Johnny Good Times, Philadelphia Mainstay, Johnny Good Times as your funds are. Uh, my first question about that, why? <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose a bet? Yeah, was there was there some sort of uh, I I don't I don't want to say there's some mob dealings or some backroom stuff where you're forced to <laughs> yeah you can you can wink at us if there's if there's somebody off screen who is forcing you to say this but why would you decide to do this uh, we 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 do want to so, know I know it might be shocking to the two of you um, but Johnny and I go way back as well it's just that the, it, we go back to a point in time about 20 years ago and then there's a gap in time and then we came together again. Um, yep. He didn't know about that first time though, until I told him about it, like, you know, two months ago. Oh, is that right? So, yeah. So that's right. So, um, you know, ultimate's kind of, uh, you know, a, a kind of a startup sport, at least the pro leagues. I mean, the sport's been around forever, but this entire new model and the direction it's going, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just the wave of the future. Um, it's, you know, I only started getting involved in playing 10 years ago and when I was an adult and it's remarkable to me how much it's changed. I look around, I'm like, oh my God, this is like not even the sport that like A, I was first introduced to in college in the 1990s and then started playing in the 2000s and now it's totally different. So, you know, the whole thing was get the thing off the ground, you know, get your team set up, all these things. And now that we are established and have been around for nine years, now the big focus is, you know, fan engagement, getting fans, you know, mm-hmm. and putting on literally a party. Cause like you said, we want the, the, the minor league baseball environment, you know, ultimate is super fun. Um, and I'm like an avid sports fan, but you know, who can really concentrate for like 60, 48 minutes in a row only on one thing. So mm-hmm. part of it, you're there, you're spending, you know, two hours there. You want everybody to have a good time. And I think that's something that's very interesting too, because I think that's where you and I differ. And, and I brought this up uh, earlier in the podcast, but I am not an, I'm not a super avid sports fan. Like I, I don't mind sports. I'll go to a Phillies game or whatever. I, I honestly get bored. I, I don't, I, it's fun, but then I'm like, okay, I can leave in the seventh inning. I'm fine. Whatever. It, it doesn't bother me. But with this, I, I don't think you have to be an avid sports fan to enjoy this environment. It's, it's, I think you will get wrapped into the game. It's so, it's so much fun. You'll, you'll pick up the action, but at the same time, it's just such a nice night out there. And there's so many other things going on that for the listeners out there, if you're like, well, I don't really know the sport. I don't know if I'm going to be a fan of it. You're good. You're going to have a great night out. I, I think that's the thing that they've created an environment there that even if you're not an avid sports fan, it will be a, a fun time. Uh, yeah, out there. Thanks. What I really like about it is that, you know, it is 
kind of a smaller venue. So it's kind of a nice cozy place to go. You know, it's like big fish, small pond, small fish, mm -hmm. big pond. Um, you, it's really just a really collegial kind of place because you don't feel overwhelmed. You know, the stadium holds 4,000 people. You know, everyone's in it together. You know, every, a lot of people are trying something new. A, a lot of people are, you know, are involved with Ultimate and are really excited that other people are, you know, kind of being attracted to the sport and attracted to um, the game day. So the environment's just super fun, just not even just the activities, but it's really nice to be in a, a, a kind of a place where it's kind of smaller and everybody can kind of get to know each other. People are always telling people, oh, you know, people don't know about Ultimate are always asking questions and that, you know, someone invariably will be so excited to explain what's that, whatever's happening, you know? Sure. Yeah. I think our, the, when Chip and I went a few, few weeks back, we went from sitting there being like, well, why are they doing this? What's going? <laughs> and then by the end of the game, we are both of us just stamping on the bleachers, like after a score going frigging nuts. And we're just like acting like we knew exactly what the guy should have done when he passed it, like the pass that he did. And we're just like, yeah, that was perfect. I knew it. I knew he was going to get that acting like, you know, we were experts. I call it kind of like the Olympics of effect where you, every four years you become an expert judge in gymnastics, right? Cause you've watched it for an hour and then you're just like, man, I should have done that on the beam. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> And then you totally forget for four years. And then four years and you come back and you're what like, you guys to do. I mean, but the coolest thing about ultimate is that, you know, the, the, they score in the end zone, like what, 50 times a game or so. It's great. So yeah. It is just time, you could theoretically be experts. You can say, Hey, yo, look, this is going to happen, you know, and you yeah. might get some of the lingo down. Um, but I, the action's super fun. And, and I, I think, I think our favorite, the thing that we were most proud of, and I think you figured it out, Jeff, was we couldn't figure out the kickoff, which I believe is called the pool, right? Mm -hmm. The pool. Uh, mm -hmm. how they decide, like, cause we, we were, we were wondering why the Phoenix were going one way down the field, but then they were going another way down the field. You know, it wasn't like they switched sides at halftime, but then I think we realized it was basically the losers walk situation of the old, uh, pickup <laughs> yeah, football games. That's what I do love about the sport too, is these guys are incredibly athletic, like so fast. Like, you know, and just so talented. I was trying to tell people, like, it's kind of like soccer, kind of like a cross, but it's exciting. <laughs> Where there's a lot of there's a lot of scoring, you know, it's not like it's gonna be three to one. It's like, yeah, they're passing back and forth. Then the next thing you know, a guy's going long and you see this guy just whip it in the weirdest angle. And next thing you know, mm -hmm. super tall, fast guys just going up, kicking the crap out of each other. It's great. Now, Christina, yeah. do you still do you still play the game? No, I don't. I yeah. picked it up because my, my husband's the big player. So he, okay. you know, played on the national caliber teams. He was like a, the big guy in Philly. And, and I, and, and I went um, in college, um, thought the ultimate guys were kind of, I don't know, alternative or different. Yeah, yeah totally. Right. Alley. Oh yeah. And of course I meet Jeff in residency. And the first thing he tells me is that, Oh yeah, you know, I might be finishing my emergency medicine residency, but I actually uh, identify as an ultimate Frisbee player. There you go. Said, okay, Priorities. That's interesting. <laughs> priorities right exactly so um so no i don't i just picked it up because of him but you know i've always played sports and it's just super fun to play um and so i did that tore my acl twice the last time was when i was 40 and i had two children and i said this is for the birds i don't know <laughs> if i can do this again for a sport that i'm a all that not all that good at and b that i picked up when i was 30 so right right if you had to describe ultimate to a person in like one sentence like the quickest elevator pitch how would you do it I personally think it's a, a cross between soccer and football. 
Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think that the players have a really good soccer sense. You pull the disc. There's an offensive and defensive line, um, it, and that you know you catch the disc, you work it up the field, you get it into an end zone, score one point. Once you grab the disc, can't pivot like in basketball, or you can you can't travel like in basketball. Um, but other than that, field sense is exactly like soccer, seven on seven. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. Here's something I was thinking of of the whole kind of disc dynamic you know you have ultimate and then you also have disc golf right mm -hmm. i would imagine like when football players are done with the season or basketball players are done with the season to relax they go play golf right mm -hmm. when ultimate they're done for the season they're all banged up they just want to do something fun mm -hmm. they could just go play disc golf because low impact and they're they're basically honing their craft am i wrong Oh yeah, it, it actually dovetails really nicely together. I, I would say the, the vast majority of our guys play disc golf. I mean, that's that was one of the greatest things during COVID. Um, oh that, wow, right. Yeah, right. even I played disc golf. Yeah, <laughs> three times. and chips a chips a big disc I'm golf a, player. I'm a, I'm a disc golf guy. Uh, yeah, I I'm an old school disc golf guy. I do play with the the one the 175 gram the like the ultimate discs. I don't play. I don't have <laughs> the the whole bag of the 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 small disc golf discs i just play because that's how I, I came up playing in college we played if you if you thought the uh the ultimate the ultimate guys were alternative in college boy you should have seen me and my uh, disc <laughs> golf friends because we were great but yeah um i love i love where do you play do you have a favorite course or courses in the area um, i think most of the people in philly play at sedgley sedgley's great it's, yeah, it's so much then, fun yeah and then the the ultimate fields out at edgley um fields they actually created one i don't know when if it was during the pandemic or before but there's like a nine hole course back there and then there are a bunch of ones in the suburbs um that yep. a lot of our players play at as well um but truthfully the only disc golf I've ever played is the 175 gram also yeah yeah that's that's the way i like to play i, I can't get because it is i will say it is a completely different motion to throw those other discs like just the way you release it is like it's like a top to bottom thing and it's all i've tried to get into it and i just don't have the patience for it so i just like to play also jeff you and i i can't believe you and i have not done an episode from sedgley woods we'll do it that needs to be an episode someday where you and i will play around they have 27 hole it's a 27 hole course mm -hmm. it's great and uh, you can really just get lost back there jo <laughs> John, johnny and i played a lot of times i have i do have a johnny good time story johnny good times and i have played disc golf at Sedgley many many times over the years there was one time where he was so excited he was going to run from his house to and I, I would usually bike from my house in South Philly to the to Sedgley he he decided he was going to run because he was training uh he ran all the way I met him there and I I, I knew right away he just showed up he was completely empty-handed I was like did you bring your disc and he's like no it's running and I forgot so we just turned around and went home. That was, uh, that was that's a Johnny Guitar. Well, I think right that's there. one of the neatest things about Ultimate Frisbee. And I think that's also what makes the sport so much more fun to play and watch is that it's not a ball sport. Right, right. And so it's just a completely different thing. And anyone who's ever thrown a, a Frisbee with their friends or their family anywhere, I think that. I don't know, even I even I watch with the guys when, when I play and I've been around it for so long and I'm like, oh my God, like look at that throw. Like, how do you even throw that? You know, how do you get it that far? Well, I, I'm definitely not at this level by, by any stretch, but like in high school and college and a little bit after college, I played a lot of uh, of ultimate and 
just pick up games, but, but, but mm-hmm. had a lot of fun. But that was my thing that I did. I wasn't the best athlete in the world. So like middle school, you would all play like baseball and, mm-hmm. and soccer and, and basketball. And I just realized I wasn't good at those sports. So I would just try to find a more alternative sport. So I started playing tennis because that was a little bit different. And then I kind of had my thing. And then some of my friends who were very athletic just got as almost as good as I was at tennis. So then I just had to keep going and finding <laughs> the next thing that I could be good at. And finally, I found ultimate. My brother and I were like, oh, we can actually be good at this. And we played. And it's it's just it's a fun sport to pick up and just it's such a workout to play, by the way. I mean, it's so it's so much fun to get out there. Yeah, it's really great. It's and it's it's, it's so great because it really is such a good workout and it's a good way for kids to stay active. Yeah, um, it's funny that you mentioned that about, you know, your 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 athletic past because um, and when you were a youth, because we've uh, launched a lot of youth programs and it's funny. A lot of the parents say the same thing, you know, our kids like sports, they're not the best at like this sport or that sport, but for some reason, they're really good with the disc. Um, And it's, you know, it's not that they're not coordinated and they're not, they can't run or they can't catch. It's just, there's just something different about it. And it's, and it's interesting because not only do you have to throw the disc um, and understand kind of the physics behind the disc, but even if you're a receiver, it's like, you have to be able to read the thing, you know, the littlest bit of wind, it just, it just falls differently. You can make it go different places. So I just think it's maybe a different way. I, I just don't know what it is somewhere between, you know, in, from, in the brain circuits, you know, I think it, it just, it, I think it opens up a whole nother, you know, realm of sports, um, disc sports for, for kids to get involved in. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. How would you like to see the sport grow and Philadelphia Phoenix grow like in the area? Um, so how would I like to see it grow? I mean, obviously, you know, what I really like about the sport and, and doing what we're doing is it's a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we're all in this because we love ultimate. We see um, the value in it on several levels and we see how people can really enjoy playing and spectating. I mean, if it's not a good spectator sport, it's never going to survive as a business, Um, but it's a fantastic spectator sport Um, and throwing events um, and having a good, good event planner is pretty much, you know, that's your, that's your, that's your equation. Um, but I would like to see it grow obviously on the business end. You want to see it as popular, you know, when you want to see the fans in the stands, you want it to grow to, uh, you know, the caliber of, you know, obviously the goals of the major professional sports. But what I really love about the sport is that, um, because there's no template for it, there's no, like how many sports other than soccer and maybe lacrosse have, kind of really broken into the big time with like the new pro sports. I'm no one, I'm, I'm 46 years old. And right. just now you're kind of hearing like lacrosse and soccer and all mm-hmm. these So I think the greatest thing is, is that ultimate is a totally new sport, you know, probably became more, you know, more universally played what five, 10 years ago. Um, and that we just get to start with a different canvas. We can approach it differently. You know, the way we approach the business of sports is different. The way we approach, you know, the player, front office relationship can be different. The way we approach youth can be different. The way we approach, you know, diversity and gender issues can be different. Um, and I just think it's, you know, really amazing to have a, bl- a blank canvas to to start with and grow on, you know? Yep. And so that's what I think. I'd like to see it grow in lots of different directions and, 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 and realizing that at every step of the way we can impact, you know, that we can make impacts in different places, whether it is, you know, um, POC in sports, you know, relationship mm-hmm. sports, women in sports, youth in sports. I think it just gives us a, a, a great opportunity for us to do, you know, lots of great things through sport. And do you find the AUDL is open to like team suggestions? Like, 
like you said, all the great initiatives you spoke about. Is it something you can do on your on your team basis, or do you have to get you know a lot of things you do in sports teams? You have to get authorization from the governing body. So, do you find working with the uh, American Ultimate Disc League good? Are they good? Basically, are they you know oh, they're they're really, yeah I mean, they're really great. I mean, I took on the position of the chief medical officer simply because I had to chair the task force because COVID just like was thrown on us. You know right. We kind of had to do, you know, we're not as developed and don't have the same resources. Um, and so I think we have a lot of really intelligent, um, insightful um, um, thinkers, you know, who yeah. are, 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 have a lot of experience. Um, and so somehow we navigated it. So now, you know, I'm part of the executive council and the chief medical officer, and I've worked very closely with them. And, and, and the great thing is, yes, it, it, because it's not one of those big sports, there isn't right. red tape. You know, there are certain things we all are, we're all on a ship rowing together, you mm -hmm. know, it's kind of just an extension of the ultimate community. It's like, we're all in this together. We're growing the league, we're growing the sport. And so there is a lot of suggestion and a lot of, I mean, in order for anything to succeed, you have to be able to pivot. So I think that, you know, I think we've only survived nine years um, being, you know, going with the flow and pivoting when we had to. And, you know, I actually co-chair the um, AUDL inclusion initiative. Um, and I've, um, in my work, in my academic work, I've pretty much um, spent most of my academic career researching uh, medical equity issues, risk factors for skin cancer and people of color. Um, and it's great because through the work with the inclusion initiative, um, you know, it's a group of like 20 people um, that, that came because when the, the league asked me what I was interested in in Ultimate, like I said, I want to diversify the sport. I want to bring it to the, like, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a sport that was, you know, born in like a very like white, like yep. educated society. And I don't particularly want to see opportunity run away. Like, like I said before, you see, you see the growth, you see the opportunity in front of you. It'll be an Olympic sport. You'll be able to play it at college. You can play it at pro. Um, and we can't have those opportunities only be available to like, you know, what's eventually going to be a third of the population. Sure. Um, so I, I expressed that sentiment. And honestly, at the end of the 2019 season, the commissioner came up to me and said, you know, Christina, you're not the first person who said this, but you, <laughs> but you clearly, um, you clearly are, um, feel very strongly of a good background in this. I want to create this initiative. And so he let us run with it. Um, That's so good to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. I created um, an entire medical network for um, the teams this year, kind of out of necessity. It was something that we would have done anyway, because you got to take care of your pro athletes, how to do it because of COVID, did it in like six to eight months and made sure, made made darn well sure that, you know, of the 22 teams in the league, when we appointed head team positions that we recruited both women and people of color who traditionally have not had those roles. Um, I know the MLB, I think it was the Mets recently just named their very first female head team position um, in the history of their franchise. And so little things like this, I think, move the dial a lot. Um, and I 100%. Yeah. Yep. These are great ways that the AUDL can do that in sports um, and kind of contribute to society. And they're all ears. That's great. That's yeah. that makes you feel happy. Not only you're rooting for a team, but you're rooting for an organization behind it because sometimes that's not the case with a lot of sports. <laughs> um, so if you guys could talk, my one dog, this is crazy. Let her out through the basement. She won't come back in through the basement. She has yeah. to be let in through the upstairs. deck. Yeah. So I have to run Amazing. upstairs and let her in because she is the worst. <laughs> so well, while he's I doing that. I have a story for you about Johnny. If you had a story about Johnny and disc golf. Please, I'm all ears. Go ahead. So, you know, I, I actually, like I said, I first met Johnny 18 years ago, but I actually didn't really meet him. Okay. Um, you know, he was, um, he was doing an event 
at the, I keep forgetting the name of it. It was like that bar that monks, the people from monks owned that was on Sansom street. Um, Bert, the, it was 16th and Sansom upstairs. Oh, yeah, yes, uh, 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 Nottinghead. Nottinghead? Yes, yes sure. Nottinghead. Yes. yes. So he was running um, an event, but I didn't, but we didn't know that he was gonna do um, Quizzo that do night. Quizzo, so yeah. It was the first night that I ever um, introduced my husband to my best friend from college. Is and we were chatting, right? chatting, 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 and, um, you know, they're mid-sentence and all of a sudden Johnny comes over the loud, the, the PA system he's, and he just interrupts everything. And he's like, welcome to Nottingham, guys. I'm your host, Johnny <laughs> Goodtime. Good exactly. And Aaron and Jeff just looked at each other yeah. and just stopped talking. And Aaron kind of raised her eyebrow and she said, did this guy just say his name is Johnny Goodtime? <laughs> <laughs> so we have literally been laughing about this for 18 years and he DM'd us on our um on our phoenix instagram and my marketing shaggy actually shaggy. texted me and said some dude named johnny good times just just instagram um direct messages us should i just like delete it or ignore him <laughs> yeah, yes you like, should oh have oh my god shaggy no you no. cannot delete that i was like i will respond to him <laughs> that's incredible the legend of Johnny Good Times continues. I, I love it. Uh, talk, talk, if you remember, Jeff, the old Nodding Head Brewery on Sansom Street. Oh, of course. Is, is that the one upstairs? Yes. 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 Above the Oyster House. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I, I had a podcast back in the mid-2000s, um, early 2010s, whatever you call it. And uh, one of the drunkest interviews... We, my team, my podcast team interviewed Sam Caglioni, the owner of Dogfish Head Brewery mm -hmm. in um, Delaware. You know, very famous guy. Dogfish Heads, if you're not a beer person, they're like, you know, the preeminent craft beer. And he is maybe one of the coolest guys. We talked about beer for about 10 minutes and just talked about music. Like he's a real alternative music guy like we were. It was one of the most drunk nights I've ever had in my life where the podcast, you know, Back then, it was hard. You had to bring like big equipment for a podcast in 2008. So oh, we had this yeah. giant rig, and we're all like, "Hello, welcome to." And you know, he, and he's like really nice. It's like, yeah, well, I started out at NYU. I was making beer in my dorm room with the guys from the state. And we're like, "Well, that's interesting." One hour into it, we're like, "Do you remember like when Smashing Pumpkin's second album?" I know, I totally know. And he's like, "It wasn't even the guy who played on that record," and it. It just so whenever people say nodding head, I'm like, oh man, huh. long nights. Yeah, that was a that was a way of a, a very long way of me saying I like the place. Yes, yes, yes. we well, all have good memories. So me. I've been racking my brain for like a month trying to remember the name of it. Yeah, good go. old good old nodding head. That place was great. Yeah, I believe Fergie had a hand in that. I think that was partially because he's part with monks and yeah. yeah that's a uh, that was a fun, that was a fun place. That, that was a sad place. day when that closed. I'm, I'm going to throw something out to you, Christine. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia Phoenix, just such a nice Philadelphia Phoenix. What if Chip and I wrote a theme song for Philadelphia Phoenix, sung to the tune, Chip, of that very famous Elton John song? What's that? Yeah. Philadelphia Chip. Freedom. Oh, no, oh, I'm talking that's about, amazing. I'm, I'm talking about Candle in the Wind. Oh, Candle in the Wind. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, candle no, in the I think wind. Candle in the Wind. No, that makes more sense. Your song? That, makes, that makes more sense. More sense. I mean, I mean, I guess we could do Philadelphia Freedom, too, but. Yeah. I was just thinking something a little more kind of emotional, reverent. Can, yeah, reverent. but but all right, we will work on the yes. Philadelphia we'll on Freedom the 
pretty kind of okay. Now, now, let me walk us through the season. What, what are these players doing? When do they start? When does training start? Uh, and actually, I'd kind of like to know this too. Is there a draft? How do how are you acquiring these players? And then what is the what, what does their year look like? So there is no draft um, because right now we don't we ha- we have very limited interdivisional play. COVID kind of blew everything up. So sure. I'll just go over kind of what the reg like the the normal like the regular yeah. non COVID year non post COVID season looks like. Um, so no, there is no draft. Um, when we first started out, we you know the markets we have have very um, are kind of you know ultimate hotbeds. So a lot of the players came from existing high level players in the area. Um, what's very interesting now is that um, you know there are always a in some teams, you know, uh, like the New York team uh, that can, that, that is kind of like, you know, the Steinbrenners. So they, they'll, they'll pay their, their guys <laughs> a living wage and these people will come and work for their real estate, um, commercial real estate investment company. And, you sure. know, so they're, they're the ones, you know, they're a little bit, you know, you know, they're a little bit one-offs, but uh, most people just are derived from like the high level players in the area. The coolest thing, and like, you can tell it's growing is that just this year and last and you know the past few years you're seeing a little bit of migration like you know players will move to certain areas or players will live a couple hours away you know they'll you know live in austin play in dallas you know we have a player um in who lives in westchester county new york with a bunch of people try out um from new york we had people flying from columbia to try out you know so it's wow. very interesting to see like how that's growing so generally a very local pool Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's kind of how the roster is set. There's usually tryouts. Um, generally it used to be public, but with the, um, new kind of medical push and making sure that everybody's cleared and safe to play and kind of the processes that we need to go through with that, um, that might not be public anymore. We'll see, we'll leave it up to, um, the individual markets. So we, uh, tended to have a tryout every, you know, usually tryouts are November to January, the very, very latest, um, and then preseason practice starts like so whoever starts between like, you know, December to February. Okay. Um, and then the season usually starts um, like first weekend in April, second weekend in April runs through um, the end of mid, the, like mid August is championship weekend. And okay. then you know, every team would have a buy here and there. We play a 10, a 12 season game, six home games, six away games. We had the very first all-star game um, in 2019, which was fantastic. Everybody had a buy and it was a great time um, had by all out in Madison, Wisconsin. So that hopefully will be revived um, in 2022. Um, so that's pretty much, you know, and then the off season is, is considered, you know, everything kind of dies down August, September um, and revs back up because there are a lot of like front office kind of, you know, business end of the things that are going on um, during that time period. Oh, that's great. Uh, do you travel? I mean, I, obviously COVID must kind of put a kibosh on that to a certain extent, but like, do you travel to, have you traveled to a lot of these away games or do you, you stick to the home games? Oh, uh, no. Um, but Jeff and I have traveled to almost all of them. I think the only one that I've ever really missed is one um, is the New York game in 2019. But um, we had a divisional realignment last year. Um, in my first year with the league, we uh, traveled. Yeah, we traveled to New York, uh, New York, uh, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, D.C. And then in this weird COVID year, we were supposed to get kind of pushed and play and, and we played like the mid-Atlantic Southern teams. Um, and so uh, this year we traveled to Pittsburgh, uh, Atlanta and Raleigh, Boston and New York. Boston is, a, is an expansion team. They started this year. They, we kind of, they, the Canada needs to kind of have a Canada cup because they're kind of COVID um, reopening is a few months away from ours. So they've kind of had to play their own cup that's starting in a few weeks. Um, so just this past weekend, I actually just got back from Boston. We had, we played in Boston last night uh, and New York on Friday night. So. Oh, that's great. Boston, one, one point victory, Boston, right? Yeah, it was, it was a great feeling. 
Yeah. And shout out to the Philadelphia sports fans. I mean, you guys, sports fans for everything. I mean, we took up a third of those, a third of the the, the fan attendance there, and um, that's great. Took up an entire section of the bleachers. It, you got, you guys, you guys literally would have loved it. There were probably like seventy five, maybe a hundred Philadelphia sports fans there, um, and like literally, it was like the Boston would do the wave, <laughs> right? They're like Shaggy would do the wave, and it would just like have a hard stop. Where the Phoenix fans <laughs> were, right? And he was like, "What's going? What's going on?" He's like, "Come on, we fought the Revolutionary War together, <laughs> Philly, Boston. You can't do the lane for us." Oh, that's great. Uh, Are man, there any? They loud. It was great. I think they they single handedly, you know, got the team over the yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, do any of the teams do any of the stadium where they play? Are there any indoor stadiums, or is it all outdoor? Yes, there is one indoor stadium. It's um, in, in Indianapolis. They have like the Graham Park Complex. I think it's where the, the Colts do training camp. Okay. Um, so it's a very, very, very large facility. It's like the size of three football fields or something. And then some some um, of those northern Midwestern teams uh, practice in domes just because, you know, Wisconsin and Minnesota is kind of cold mm. to be practicing oh, sure. in February, March. Absolutely. <laughs> do you know, let me, I'm going to throw a little trivia question out to both of you. What year was the first ultimate game played between two colleges? I, I'm just uh, 1975. That's my guess. Uh, pretty good guess, Chip. Pretty good guess. I was born that year. So if it's somewhere around then, I probably would have no idea. 1972. Oh my God, Christina. That is why you are the head of the <laughs> president and managing partner of the Philadelphia Phoenix, because in 1972 guys, November 6th, the first college ultimate game was played between Rutgers nice. and Princeton. And this is amazing. Rutgers won 29, 27. These two university also hold the, dis, uh, the distinction of being the first to participate participants in the first college football game ever. Oh, okay. um, 103 years earlier than that. So that's a nice little thing. First college football game ever played Rutgers, Princeton. First college ultimate match ever played, Rutgers Princeton, 1972. And in 1968, this high school kid, Joel Silver, out of, I believe, Maplewood, New Jersey, great mm -hmm. town, Maplewood, mm -hmm. he basically created Ultimate Frisbee at his high school. Him and his buddies started playing. Next mm -hmm. thing you know, there you go. And one last one, guys. First club of Ultimate Frisbee was, let's see here if I did my... 1970, Sam White Wine Guy started an ultimate club at Lafayette College. Nice. So there you go. There's a lot of good history there. Nice. Um, and now it's, you know, just growing. All in this region, too. Yeah, I we rule. Very cool. I have to give a shout out to my brother, my younger brother, Adam, who he and his friends back when they were, I think in high school, uh, they were in the marching band. I mean, talk about, we're talking to alternative kids here. Uh, all night. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I was I was a theater kid and he was in the marching band, but we were both big uh, ultimate play. Like we'd love to play. And he and his friends, they developed a game called Light, uh, which at least they say they developed, but I think it, it's basically half court ultimate frisbee and it was one of my and i used to play with them all the time it was so much fun and you play in a parking lot and there's big light and uh there was we'd have this like square around that you would shoot to each other for and you would have to hit the light uh one of the most fun games i've ever played so i don't know if it was already out there but they 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 lay claim to it but uh it, it was a lot of fun ha half court ultimate frisbee jeff christina thank you so much for joining us and we're gonna see you in probably what six days Friday. I can't, I can't do math like that, Jeff. I can't either. I would yeah. say, but I do know it is Friday, 
July 16th. Uh, July 16th. You are, uh, we're playing the Atlanta Hustle and they're good, right? Yes, they are very good. They were the uh, one of the last two undefeated teams oh, until wow. this weekend and they fell to the DC Breeze. So now DC and the Hustle are now tied for first, but they are a very, very good, very athletic team. They play a very Southern style of ultimate. So it'll be. What does that mean? Mint juleps. Uh, a little bit different, you know, it's just, yeah. It's, Seer sucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually, yeah. it's actually a little more physical, you know, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. a little more grindy. So, all right. Uh, very, All right. Very, it'll be very cool. A little different. Yeah. Interesting. That'd, that'd be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we had, we're going to, this podcast will be out tomorrow, Monday. We're going to get it out right away and start promoting, uh, keep promoting it. But yeah, we're excited to see you. We're excited for the fans to come out, um, get some slice pizza app. Make sure you bring that. Yes. Uh, if you want to run around a track with us, come out, do that. You just go to basically we'll put the um, your URL and all that good stuff in our podcast information, but you can also just Google Philadelphia Phoenix and you'll find all that good stuff there. Um, so we're excited to see you on Friday and thank you so much for joining us. This has been Thanks a lot of fun so for much us. for having me. It was great chatting with you guys. All right. Thank you, Christina. We'll see you soon. Take care. Take care. All right. See ya. Bye. Jeffrey, we did it. That was great. What a, was, what a fun interview. See, the thing I like about, you know, People with the passion, people like she's a doctor, her husband's a doctor. They both love ultimate Frisbee. Um, yeah. Like their passion turned into something that they uh, they now manage. And she takes her expertise as being a doctor, promoting the causes, you know, that are important to her, puts that into the sport, mm-hmm. makes it part of the organization. That's great. Yeah. And she's just a fun person, too. You can tell. Like that's a doctor. I know if I went in. I'd be like, this is a fun doctor. I'm not right. going to have to worry. Chip, I just went to a doctor's office. In between the time the 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 assistant took my information and she said, okay, Jeff, uh, wait here. The doctor will be with you in a couple minutes. Chip, 25, 25 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting there. That's no fun. In a gown on that papered table. Oh, geez. So, yeah. Yeah. And 25 minutes. And, you know, the doctor eventually comes in. Oh, hey. You know, they asked the same question that you spent 10 minutes giving the exact information to the assistant. Yes. Again. Yeah. yeah. I understand. Listen, my problem's not so big. You know, it was fine. Yeah. They removed the goiter. It was fine. Right. Yeah. Goiter free now, which is good. Go- goiter free in 2021. That's my... Yeah. uh yeah, that's my thing. Now, Chip, you so we've, we covered running. People are going to join us on Friday. We covered Frisbee. People are going to join us on Friday for that ultimate up. Oh, I get dinged. I said Frisbee. Frisbee. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Not allowed uh, to say you um, you are back performing. You are back in front of people. Correct. I, I am. Yeah. Out there pressing the flesh. Actually, not. Pressing no, any flesh. No, you knowing you, you would uh, you would not be pressing any flesh. No, not at all. Not at are all. people what are people saying about the new look, the new long haired? The uh, yeah, they I have to talk about it a little bit on stage, but it is. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a different. It is definitely a different feel uh, for them. So I got I have to remember that on stage. I And here's the thing, like, I don't I don't not wear a hat a lot. And so it's over this past year. Yeah. The times that I haven't worn a hat are very, very little. So it's like it's awkward for me to remember that I have all this hair. Uh, so I, I'm enjoying it, but I, I think I, I think sooner than later, I'm going to probably before 
I'm guessing before August comes around. Are you going to visit guess. Philly's best barber? Philly's best barber, get a Rick job from Rick Giuliani. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm. Uh, I, th- I think I'm uh, I'm up against it. I think I'm ready to take the leap. It just it gets it's gets gets in the way, Jeffrey. Just gets in the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You're you're a busy guy. You don't mm-hmm. need. So you're thinking about locks for love, or you ever think about locks for locks? I I might do locks for hate, which is a different oh, organization, Jesus. which is shit. one that I shit. am shit. really looking forward to. It's just it's a lot of spite filled people who just want to <laughs> fill envelopes with human hair and just send it, send it to people. There's like a voodoo, some sort of uh, ritual involved that I don't <laughs> we're, understand. We're going to add that list, Chip, to the uh, list we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the charities we do not want to be no. involved with. Locks not for hate. Locks for hate. Definitely. Terrible. Terrible. Locks for love, Chip. I'm going to drive you there. Okay. We'll podcast from there. We'll, we'll podcast. We'll get you your your locks shorn off by Rick. Yep. Film that live. Film mm-hmm. us filling that trash bag, dirty trash bag full of hair. Full of hair. Yeah. Drive, <laughs> driving it over. That'd be a good show. No. What if I what if I did like a locks for love thing and then like I cut it and like I gave it to him and it was just it was just yarn obviously from like a raggedy Ann doll. And like, this, <laughs> is, this from, is this from a Cabbage Patch Kid? I don't. I think this is. This isn't human hair. You get in trouble. Stolen valor from a doll. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that's how you go down. That's how you get canceled. Yes. Yeah. I get by, yeah. Faking my locks of love donation. Local comedian, beloved uh, winner of Philly's Funny is Chip Chantry, 40 something. Uh, he was arrested today um, trying to donate, donate air quotes, uh, his hair to locks for love. They found out it was doll hair yeah. when asked why he did it. Chip said, Chip, why did you do it? <laughs> it was uh, one or the other it was doll hairs to donuts is what it was. Oh, that'd be the best. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to think about, uh, how I would be canceled. Ooh, I got something to promote. This is awesome. Ooh, you ready for this? I'm very excited. This is another thing that ties into things that we are very, very intrinsically involved with. Our friends at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, Sean, our buddy, the guy who pretty much just the 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 place that pretty much ruined Giuliani's career. God bless yes. them. Yep. They're great. They have they have taken what they were handed and turned it into not only a beneficial thing for themselves, they're making a lot of money. They've created job programs within their organization to train people to be landscapers. They're donating money. They're just doing everything right. And that's why I love them. The documentary is coming out on them soon. I hope you yep. get involved in that. I, I would love to. Oh, that'd be great. Just a little, just a little thing. Cause remember when we were being interviewed, there was a little documentary crew from That's Canada right. and they That's interviewed right. us. Yes. I don't know if they're doing uh, the, the official documentary, but our friends, again, I like to say our friends, especially yes. when it's something important Four seasons, total landscaping are having concerts at their facility now. Incredible. 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 And, and the beautiful part about this is Laura Jane Grace from the mighty band against me and Brendan Kelly, who is the bass player, co-founder, singer, co-singer, really awesome dude who I'm kind of friends with on Twitter. You know, we're Twitter friends. Mm-hmm. We've been Twitter friends for years. They will both be playing at this inaugural concert. Um, it sold out in 17 minutes. So, and I knew it would, Chip. I knew I literally had two screens open on my computer, 12 o'clock on Friday, had them both going. And when the 
synced up my watches. The second 11.59 turned to 12. Boom. The donate, I mean, the uh, buy button came. Boom. Jeff Lines. Boom. Ticket. I got it. And it's going to be great. Brendan Kelly. Do you know how many people there? No. Oh, I should have looked. I'm guessing at least a few hundred. I mean, it's a pretty big back there. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so excited for them. That's in August. And there's going to be more of that. I'm thinking, hey, maybe... Maybe that it's at 12 o'clock. It's an all ages show and, and on a Saturday, one o'clock. Maybe I'll run from four seasons. Why not? I mean, just watch the uh, the, the 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 temperatures. But uh, yeah, to me, just dripping in sweat, trying to talk to people. Yeah. But uh, tickets might open up again. I don't know if you guys can get tickets on the secondary market, but I'm going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun again. Laura Jane Grace, she's amazing performer, lead singer of Against Me. Brendan Kelly from Lawrence Arms, two super funny, talented people, definitely worth a follow on Twitter. So I'll be there. I'm excited. And that ties in the chip. I think we have to start thinking about maybe as we get closer to November 3rd or whenever the Mm -hmm. Four Seasons thing happened, maybe another little low-key run. Maybe this year, you and I, another fun run, tell a group of people, hey, eight o'clock in the morning. Let's meet at Four Seasons Hotel, oh. and we just run Four Seasons Landscaping. We tell Sean, yep. maybe Sean has some drink and some food, and we have a good time. I I think maybe we throw some money in the pot, raise some yep. money again for for an organization. Uh, we I'm, we have we I'm have sorry. yeah we have the ability to raise money for anyone. We just tell people again, and the fun run is the most fun part about it. It's yep. it is not organized. We just meet up and do it. Yes. There's no, there's no trophies. There's no, no there's, a, you, there's no, yeah, there's, there's, there's no time chip. There's no, uh, aid stations. Yeah. There, there's, there's no former host of dancing on air trying to cut corners to qualify for the Boston marathon. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, what was fun though, chip about the last, when we did the fraud straight run, you know, there was no aid stations. That was a joke. Runners always like aid stations. And it yes. was, it was a 11 mile run. It was pretty, yeah. When we got to the end, right across the street, there was a right aid. So my joke right was, guys, right aid station. There it is. I That's got upwards. Need. I'm not lying. Upwards of three giggles. Really? That hey, and, and after, after and, eleven miles, that's right. It. And just two sighs. So mm-hmm. that was pretty good for me. I, I'll take it. All right, Chip. You know what we got to do? We got to end this amazing podcast because yes. I'm waking up tomorrow morning early. Going to mm-hmm. get this podcast live. So people are going to we'll hear it up this. There. Yeah. Well, what's today? The 11th? It is. Yeah. So it's people. By the 12th. Are, it's 7 so, 11, buddy. Yeah. So people are going to hear this on the 12th. It's going to be fantastic. Yep. And, uh, boom, boom. and we, we want to see you there on Friday. Come if you, if you're not a big runner, even. Yeah. If you don't walk, walk, walk. a lap, walk, walk a, a lap. lap and then collect your t shirt. And go sit in the in the in the uh, in the stands, and, and you'll have, have a beer pizza. with us. Yeah, we'll have pizza. We'll have a beer. We'll hang out. Chip and I, we're going to be interviewing people. We're going to be recording during the the run. We're not running fast. I mean, no. Chip and I are elite runners for yes. our age groups, but we're mm-hmm. going to just tone it down. Yeah, go a little slow just to hang out with you people. Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. All right, I'll Jeffrey. talk to you tomorrow. Great job. We'll see you. Too. Great job. Goodbye.